Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Daf 92, Tzadi Bet, in the 8th chapter of Masechet Psachim. The Mishnah starts on the bottom of the previous Daf 91b and continues on 92a. So let's have a look. Onen tovel ve'ochelet pesachol la'erev, aval lo bekodashim, an Onen bathes and eats his Passover sacrifice in the evening, but no other sacred sacrifices. A person who hears of a death and a person who collects bones, immerses and eats of sacred sacrifices. As we know, an Onen is someone who has just, on the same day, lost a close relative and someone for whom he or she is required to sit shiva. In Vayikra 10, 1-5, describes the death of the two sons of Aaron that occurred during the installation to his office as Kohen Gadol, described in verses 16-20. to We remember that Aaron refused to eat of the sacrifice, something he was supposed to do, and Moses criticized him for not doing so. Aaron responded in verse 19, such things have befallen me. Had I eaten sin offering today, would the Lord have approved? Moses admits that Aaron was right. The halachic implication of this is that someone who is newly bereaved may not eat of those sacrifices Kodashim. The Passover sacrifice was one of them. So what is the problem? If it is Erev Pesach, then why does the Mishnah have to spell out that a person can immerse and then eat of the Koban Pesach, the Passover sacrifice. This is what the Gemara tells us. Kasavar, Aninut de Laila de Rabbanan. He holds that Aninut is rabbinic law, and where the Koban Pesach is concerned, they did not insist on it, since not eating incurs the punishment of Karet. But in respect to other sacrifices, the rabbis insisted on adherence to the rabbinic law. That means... Torah law itself only imposes the status of an onen during the daytime. But the rabbis extended the prohibition against eating kodashim to also include the following night. Nevertheless, this is only a de rabbanan enacting and rabbinic law. And because of the importance of the korban Pesach and the punishment of karet connected for anyone neglecting to do so, the rabbis eased the rabbinic law and allowed the eating of Korban Pesach for someone whose status of an Onen expired at nightfall, according to Torah law, and let him or her immerse and then partake of the Korban Pesach. But for other Kodashim, they insisted on the adherence to the Rabbinic law and prohibited the eating of other sacrifices. Now let's continue. Hashomea al-Meto ve'hamlaket lo'atzamot as the Mishnah said, someone who hears of a death and someone collecting bones. Not only is a person who buries his relatives an Onen, also someone who receives news about the death has the status of an Onen, 
even if he or she did not attend the burial and didn't become defiled by the corpse. The Mishnah describes a case in which someone is collecting bones. Now, why would anyone do that in the first place, you might wonder. We have to keep in mind that burial practices evolved over time and are now considerably different from what they used to be in ancient times. In Mishnaic times, for instance, the body would be buried, or rather placed in a cave, and the cave was sealed off. How do we know this? Well, it is for instance described in the Christian Bible, where Jesus was buried after his death in a cave, and the cave was closed with a big stone, as described for instance in Mark chapter 15 verse 46, or in Luke 23:53. Now once the flesh had decomposed, the bones would be collected and then reburied re re in a family tomb. Now direct contact with the bones of a deceased person would impart tame met as much as contact with a dead body, and such a person is subject to the same procedure, requiring elaborate purification rites, and be impure for seven days and must immerse. But the Mishnah states clearly that such a person to vel ve'ochel be'kodashim, bathes and eats of the sacrifices. Not only does he eat of the Korban Pesach, which our previous case gave a special permission for, while stressing that the other sacrifices were still forbidden, but all sacrifices. How can that be? That's a contradiction. Our Gemara continues and explains that we are dealing here with a case where someone did not actually collect the bones himself or herself, but rather the bones were collected for him. He or she is then not Tamimet, but is nevertheless considered an Onen during the day and may then immerse and eat of the Passover sacrifice at night. The stricter limitation of eating sacrifices don't apply and the person would fall under the exemption granted for an onen to partake of the korban pesach let's continue with the mishnah ger shenit ka'er ve'erev pesach beit shamai omrim tovel ve'ochel pesachol ha'erev uveit hillel omrim ha'poresh min ha'ola ke'poresh min ha'kever a convert who converted on erev pesach beit shamai says he immerses and eats of the Passover sacrifice in the evening, and Beit Hillel says, a person who separated himself from his foreskin is like someone who separated himself from the grave. Why the difference in opinion, which, of course, is nothing new in itself in the relationship between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel? Now, when we look at it, Beit Shammai's opinion makes perfect sense. Once he has immersed, why should the newly minted Jew not partake of the Passover sacrifice? After all, We've seen above that even a rabbinic enactment is pushed aside to make sure the mitzvah of eating the Passover sacrifice is fulfilled. So why Beit Hillel's stringency? We see that Beit Hillel compares a recent convert with someone who is Tamaymet, and hence barred for seven days from partaking in the Kodeshim, and he needs to go through the purification rite of the red heifer on the third and seventh day. But why compare a convert with someone who has become Tamaymet in the first place? Beit Hillel does this in order to avoid that the new Jew would have a misunderstanding about the severity of what Tamimet really constitutes. Beit Hillel believes that if we allow a newly converted Jew to partake of the Koban Pesach, we might give the wrong impression of what is needed to purify from a state of impurity. And should the new Jew be Tamimet on the following Erev Pesach, he might wrongfully think, oh, 
all i had to do is to immerse in order to eat of the koban pesach last year when i converted so now i just do the same interesting is also to note that by definition only jews can become tamaymate in the first place and by the way even through the dead body all remains of a non-jew a non-jew on the other hand is never susceptible to this and just as a footnote what about women converts clearly Beit hitler's analogy doesn't work this finishes the eighth chapter of masechet psachi i hope you've enjoyed today's episode of daily daf differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page the music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.